Hello everyone and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. I am uh, maybe making eye contact with my neighbor right now. It's hard to tell. <sighs> Every, whenever I'm standing at the uh, kitchen window looking out and he is on his like, he has a little sidewalk pathway kind of out of his front door. And whenever he's over there, I can't tell if he can see me silhouetted or not. Um, but I can see him. So, more relevant, I'm watching our other neighbor get their house painted currently. Casey and I went on our lunchtime walk and uh, didn't even realize that the house next door was being painted with a house diagonal. And of course they'd talked about it um, before. They've talked about it for a, a couple years. When we got our house painted, everyone was like, ooh, now we've got to paint our house. You know, that was the attitude. And uh, two doors down, another house did paint black. So that was pretty cool. Now there's, you know, two black houses in, a, in almost in a row. There's only one house between us that's boring colored. And um, that being said, the three around us um, have all said that they want to paint their house. And I can't help but think we're kind of towing them in the direction of our uh, dark monotone, you know what I mean? This one being painted now, it was monotone, which I always appreciated. But it was like a burnt orange, which I actually dig, still do. Um, they're repainting it a, a dark brown, kind of, it's hard to describe the kind of brown. I think we've all been there with brown, where we have a hard time figuring out what kind of brown we're looking at. But, you know, it seems um, silverish purple, but still very brown. And that's cool. Monocolor, you know, again, they'd said they'd wanted to. And then the neighbor across from us next to them has also said that they want to paint and actually recently picked their colors. They're going with a uh, silverish gray, which will be also kind of cool. They're like a, a light, I don't know, they're like a, a muted yellow with uh, a light silverish trim currently. But I guess they're going to go more silver, more gray, which is cool as well although not monotone. And then our next door neighbor, when we came back from our lunch walk, he was standing there and I was like, hey, did you notice they're painting their house across the street? And he was like, yeah, I'm getting a quote. And sure enough, the painter was standing there with him, giving him a quote to paint his house um, in a similar vein. He said he wants to go he, monotone like ours, darker. And uh, that'd be cool. And then the painter wanted to talk a little bit because he liked our house color. And then our neighbor was like, oh yeah, and that's a Tesla solar roof. And so we had a whole conversation about that. And uh, it was cool. So I, you know, it's hard because on one hand, there's this Yontelovin thing of not wanting to take credit. Wow, that's a quirky looking car. Wow, that was a quirky looking car just drove by. It looked like it was pinched. Looks like it was pinched to be shorter. Um, although our neighbors have credited us directly with influencing and motivating their painting, 
it's been a couple years. So maybe that's true. It's hard because, you know, we've told them when we got quotes to paint our house, one professional company came in over $5,000. And then we had a friend of a friend who was a painter. He did it himself. It took him two or three days, but he only charged us less than 3000 I think it was like 2500 So when these like, you know, old retirement age people start telling you, oh, I want to paint, oh, I try, it, it sounds kind of bad sometimes, but I am legitimately like, look, it's the cheapest thing we ever did to the house. And you can undo it. Easy. Just paint over it. So definitely do. But I also know that some of them have really damaged siding that needs a lot of work and you name it. There's other details. And I think specifically what made our painting costs a lot lower, well, there's a couple things. Being young people, right, con this contractor in particular was like, oh, cool. And then uh, another one was that we wanted to paint it black, which, again, everyone's like, oh, really? You know what I mean? They want that opportunity. And then uh, the most bizarre fire department vehicle just drove by. It was a Yukon, like off the lot, but fire truck red with an emblem on it. It's just like, what? <laughs> um, obviously, I'm, I can see the street while I'm watching these painters right now. But anyway, everyone want, was like, oh, black, awesome, cool. And then we did not do two colors. We did one solid color. And uh, that's a lot easier. It means that painters don't have to mask off. They can just spray. They, they mask the windows, but they don't mask all your trim. They love that. It saved a lot of work, and it brought the price down. So that being said, if, if you want to believe that we've influenced the painting in our neighborhood, we've towed it towards the darker, monotone side, then th this, this means two houses have already painted darker and monotone, black and dark brown, and then uh, two more intend to do something of the like to a, more or less. So that's pretty cool. Um, we had a salad for lunch. It was like a Mexican salad. Pretty good. Baked, uh, not baked beans. Black beans. Very hot day today. It's like 97 degrees. Um, I've been writing something about my interaction with that lady at the mulch dump yesterday. And just this conundrum with, uh, I don't know, I guess it is bad faith people. I don't want to go even harder on discriminating and, and specificity, but this idea that, uh, and maybe we saw it with COVID, and we saw it with this rallying against credentialists, but that people will pretend as if they care about any given issue and then anytime you suggest a solution, they shoot it down and reject it as not enough or not their cup of tea. Where these problems were so far in the wrong direction of uh, making things right that you really need every solution to work in synergy. You can't have just one solution to the affordable housing crisis. We need every suggestion tried out. And if they're all tried out together, the compounding success might be enough.
But then when you suggest, oh, you know, we should do this, then they go, no, no, I'm all for that, but not that way, etc. And it's like, man, we don't have a choice. That ship has sailed. The luxury of deciding whether or not we're going to have apartment buildings or whether or not we're going to have Section 8 or whatever. It's like, dude, that ship has sailed. There's no more choice. But they're just being obstructionist. And I guess that happens with a lot of stuff, right? Then you give an issue. Um, and it's just exhausting. I, I, I guess the, the way that I would paraphrase, it's also, by the way, I did, real quick, crazy how Mexican people are working on this 100 degree day in shirts and hoodies. And I can't believe that that's comfortable. I cannot believe that the DNA of Mexican people is so different that they're comfortable in a hoodie today. I know that it might help with like sunburn and sun exposure and stuff, but I'm just, I don't get it. They're all chubby too. Should I go ask them? Hey, hey, <laughs> you cold? <laughs> uh, anyway. No, it started with just asking questions. And I think that's connected. People who are, and I'm, you know, quotes, because this is like a common phrase, um, which is almost sarcastic in nature, to just ask questions. It's when you say, oh, you know, this is the thing that I like, and it could be a great help to society. And then you have to spend the entire interaction on defensive footing because someone keeps quoting all of the anti-electric vehicle talking points, all of the anti-solar uh, farm talking points, all of the anti-residential solar talking points, all of the anti-nuclear talking points. And then they go, oh, I'm just asking questions. What about, what about, what about, and they name every propaganda point. And they don't, they think, I don't know, man. I don't want to even represent what they think. I can't get in their head. But they're an agent of propaganda. They're an agent of misinformation. And it's just like, it's sickening. And, I, and to me, the hypocrisy, how it relates to this uh, nimbyism, is that they're people who feel like they're card-carrying liberals. They would have supported gay marriage, right? They would have supported, I don't know, you go down the list, whatever it is. And, and, and the problem is that this proves conservatives right when it comes to the hypocrisy of liberals. Not to say that liberals aren't more often proven right about the hypocrisy of conservatives. But I think... And let's talk about a more specific example. I'm going to name names. Dr. Paul Dorfman is a uh, anti-nuclear pundit. And I think he would claim that he's, very, he's a pro-renewables guy and that nuclear just is too expensive and uh, so on, right? So it doesn't have a place. In the future, it's dangerous. And today, he posted a picture, like a render or concept art, of a semi-trailer with a nuclear reactor in the container. And he was like, this is a nightmare when it comes to terrorist attacks. 
And then in the comments, someone was like, I have solar on my house and I still import a lot of energy. I would like nuclear for it. For, hint, uh, for heating in the winter, there's I still don't have a lot of solar in the winter. And he goes, get a heat pump. And another guy, the same guy actually chimes in, I already have a heat pump and I still import between 1,500 and 3,000 kilowatt hours a month. And guess what, listener? We are in the same boat. We have a massive amount of solar. We have a massive amount of batteries. We have a fantastic cutting-edge heat pump. And uh, we still import about 1,500 to 3,000 kilowatt hours a month. And Paul Dorfman, he responds, it's time for the electric grid to evolve. And in my mind, and I'm sure the guy who's, he's, talking down to both of us are like yeah we'd like nuclear thanks yes nuclear <laughs> that's how we want it to evolve granted of course i want it to be predominantly wind and solar and batteries too but um right you know individuals can do that they can't do nuclear so in my mind i want the grid to do nuclear because i can't and it would be helpful to have diversity, which I genuinely believe in diversity in almost all things, right? I follow Dr. Paul Dorfman. I like some of his takes in regards to renewables, but not in regards to nuclear. Anyway, I can't help but think like, hey, maybe we should make it a requirement that before you bash nuclear, you post your solar and battery setup and your production numbers and your net energy in your your personal home etc let's see how you're sitting before you uh say oh no we can't have nuclear get a heat pump like show me your heat pump show me your nuclear or sorry show me your solar anyway show me that you're in good faith trying to solve this thing that's been the uh the crux of what i'm getting at right is i've had to put away my bad faith and imagine a world where we're actually trying to solve problems. And then you show up to the game and you realize like everyone else is just being obstructionist. Obstruction. Obstruct, obstructivist. Anyway. It's the filibuster. Everyone's trying to run up the clock. And specifically anti-nuclear people. It's just like, are you a, a oil and gas shill? Like, yeah, we are building solar and wind and batteries. As fast as we, the world can, they will. The only good tool in the belt not being utilized is nuclear because of these shills, these fake environmentalists. I, I hate it. And I think that the same thing, I mean, it's all connected. When we talk about housing affordability and sustainability and urbanism and getting people on bicycles and out of cars, it's all connected. And people are pretending that they're interested in finding solutions when they're really not. They are interested in preserving the status quo or turning back the clock. And I don't think that they should be taken seriously. I don't think they should be allowed a seat at the table. Anyway, 
Yeah, the house is getting painted. I still can't believe they're in hoodies. Casey might know something about that. Anyway, thank you very much. Come again tomorrow.